Okay, welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon episode 34. I am your host, Michael Deves. I am joined, uh, as always, from now on and forever, uh, by producer John and uh, Denko Suvin from the Instagram handle at DenkDeLuse. Uh, how are you gentlemen doing and both at the same time? John, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, sure, totally. Yeah, totally. I'm amazing, I guess. Awesome. I'm continuing to enter into fugue states, and okay. <laughs> uh, I no longer know where or why I am. You know, I think there's a certain benefit to the fugue state. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Who wants to live, yeah. but I don't have to die? <laughs> Who wants to live or feel anything? Yeah. Not me. Pretty cool. But then I don't have to feel guilty about it because I'm still technically alive to everybody that cares. Right. I used to take naps <laughs> because it's like suicide, but I got to change my mind. But yeah. now it just <laughs> happens on its own. No one can call me lazy, just sick. I want sick. to not be alive for a little bit. Um, no, I'm imagining the the prescription commercial for pills that put you into a fugue state. <laughs> <laughs> does I think does they guilt over your right? impending suicide? You mean just Xanax? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gonna say, isn't that what Xanax is? <laughs> oh yeah, the, the, totally. Damn, here, all the good here's, ideas here's the are problem, though. I I did try uh, Xanax for a while, uh, but all that would happen is that I would sit down to try to watch a movie, I would forget it, and I would eat something gross. Um, that sounds about right. Right. Uh, but now I don't have to have Xanax. Uh, I don't even have the impulse to watch a movie, and I don't eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great. It's like a weight loss thing. It is. It is. I'm looking good, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. For sure. Thanks. Mike. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So a little update about me. Uh, because yeah. How are How are you doing, Mike? Because oh, I yeah. I am an essential You're worker. So um. That's true. And I've been working all through this pandemic. I got priority for the the COVID vaccine. I received that yesterday, and it's been a wild ride. Um, you feel just, stronger now, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel invincible. Uh, no, I just want to, I think it'd be good to to give people a little bit of a warning about this. I've heard, you know, a lot of people say that, oh, yeah, it's pretty rough. And I kind of dismiss that because I hear the same thing about, like, the flu vaccine, for instance. And that's never affected me. And I'm not saying, like, the flu vaccine doesn't affect some people. It does sometimes. But... People always like play that up like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't want to get it because every time I get it, I feel like super sick and blah, blah, blah. I might as well have got, just gotten the flu. Um, so I made some mistakes in, in my planning here. Uh, the night before I got the shot, I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. I've, I've gotten plenty of vaccines. John, as you know, we go through the whole uh, Marine Corps cattle line <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where, where some of the vaccines we got were maybe experimental and we don't even know. <laughs> um there's and, like 16 things on the list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I downplayed it a little bit in my mind because the, the flu vaccines never bothered me or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> so I did, I did a workout the night before thinking everything's going to be fine. You know, all this stuff that people are saying about the severity of it, it's not going to be like what affects me. I rarely get sick in the first place. And then like, you know, on top of that, vaccines have never bothered me. Um, no, this is, uh, this is quite different. Um, I 
uh, as as uh, Danko can tell you, I don't get a whole lot of sleep as a person. No, uh, my my average night of sleep is like maybe five hours. Uh, last night I went to bed at ten thirty and didn't wake up until twelve thirty. That's pretty uh, good. Like, and that was like forcing myself out of bed, sort of thing, because I just didn't want to be in bed all day. Um, the whole night I had uh, horrible body cramps, um, uh, body soreness, stiffness, like joint pain, and uh, I would I would alternate between like chills and then getting so hot that I would like sweat through my clothes. Um, so if you are going to get the vaccine, I would, uh, you know, I, I understand not everybody has the ability to do this, but if you can make sure that you have a couple of days off afterwards, that w- that's what I would recommend. But, um, but for sure, if you can get the vaccine. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because, get, the, get the vaccine no matter what. Yeah. Because as, as I've mentioned before, and as you know, Mike has actually experienced, uh, it, um, you know that that's awful, but comparing it to two weeks of that plus like you know three or four days of not being able to breathe and possibly dying, right? This is better. Yeah, and and <laughs> yeah. I, and I should note that you know I I did get it yesterday about noon is when I got it, um, and yeah, last night was pretty rough, but I'm already starting to feel quite a bit better. Um, did you say which vaccine you got? Yeah, I got the uh, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Oh hell yeah, the which cool is one. the, the yeah. one time vaccine. Uh, and I don't know the the specific science behind this, so I'm not going to claim that this is like a scientific view of it. But I think maybe because it's the one time vaccine, this was a little bit more severe. And that makes sense. Yeah, because because the other one, I, I've heard people don't have quite as severe reaction to it. Um, yeah, like the second one's supposed to be pretty bad. Yeah, but, the second yeah. one is is what most people complain about, but it doesn't seem to be quite as severe as this one. Right. Um, Do we know is the Johnson Johnson one? Is that also an mRNA uh, vaccine? Yeah, or? this is the the DNA one, I think, or whatever. Um, I don't know. I have to look it up. I I didn't know I I was gonna have the opportunity until like Wednesday afternoon, and then I just kind of like. Uh, Oh yeah. Hey, producer man. Awesome. He's yeah. doing it. He's already He's doing it. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know until, uh, until Wednesday, uh, whether or not I was going to be able to get it. And then I found out that I was going to be. And then, so, um, I didn't have a whole lot of time to look into like what the differences were and I don't really care. Like as long as I get one, you know, for sure, for sure. I'm just, uh, I'm so, I'm so fascinated by the MRNA vaccine being a thing uh because i i've just it's it's such an unusual way of vaccinating people and it's like really elegant and, and okay cool. so so it looks like what we're seeing is that the johnson and johnson one is different because it does not use mrna okay. technology Interesting. and so that also may may be why it's more severe because it's using a more traditional vaccine sort of thing you know like when you get the smallpox right. vaccine i don't know if you've ever gotten it but you get like a little cyst that forms where at the side of the vaccine um, so I think maybe because this is more, more traditional form yeah. of a vaccine, it's, it's actually more of the actual virus itself. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, actually literally just the disabled virus versus the, uh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> hey, could you not be ableist towards the virus? It's <laughs> 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 the dumbest joke I, I make all night. A, a year ago, I was convinced that doing one of these, uh, like standard, uh, vaccines wouldn't work. Um, and I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't have a huge amount of education on this kind of stuff, but I was 
uh, in a close relationship with someone that would uh, talk to me about their biochemistry work all the fucking time. And so I, I developed a little bit of a knowledge base about this thing, but I was absolutely convinced that there would be no way to build this kind of, um, this kind of vaccine. So I was so excited about the mRNA thing, but I guess it is possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see how that goes forward. Different, you know. different modes to achieve the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the, the COVID PSA that I wanted to put out there. Don't, uh, <clears throat> don't uh i guess underestimate the uh effects of the vaccine don't plan any like weightlifting competitions today. yeah definitely not i i think and that, that was that's part of why i probably had such severe cramps last night is because i i had worked out uh pretty intensely uh the night before and um and and that's not like tooting my own horn or anything. I'm fat as shit right now. Um, yeah, but you're strong fat, baby. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm trying to get it back into shape. Uh, whatever. Um, Just so, try fugue states. Yeah, try fugue states. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, talking about fugue states. Oh, hell yeah. John, did you have something you wanted to say? Oh, no. no. Oh, okay. Uh, talking about fugue states, uh, I found um, uh, fugue states are very... Uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Effective way to deal with our our subject for tonight. Hell yeah! Uh, which is which is cancel culture. Ah, uh, <laughs> I do wish I was in a fugue state. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I I picked such low hanging fruit because earlier today when I was still kind of recovering and everything, I wasn't sure how uh, mentally uh, agile I would be this evening. Uh, that that was the other thing. Uh, probably less than an hour after the shot, I had like a brain fog, like real intense brain fog where I was just like, because I, I got the shot through work and then I went back to my office and I was trying to do like paperwork and stuff and I would get like halfway through, you know, something that I was trying to fill out a form or whatever. And then I would just like, oh, hey, I need to do this thing too. And just like scoot the, the paperwork aside and work on this other thing until I got like halfway through it and then go to something else. Right. Like, I couldn't complete anything uh, because I was just, like, confused and distracted. You know, ADD is, like, tightly com uh, tightly connected to the autism spectrum. So it seems that maybe the uh, <laughs> yeah. vaccine yeah. just made you more autistic. Yeah, more yeah. autistic uh, yeah. as opposed Too to my autistic. normal state. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Too far. I had to have all of my uh, shots redone uh, at the university I was at because they wouldn't accept my medical records. And uh, I like to think that I, I yeah. too... The, the double up. the double autism the, the dubatism. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's let's go ahead and look at that first link, John. All right. So this is uh this is Andrew Cuomo. Oh, thank um, God. Oh, just reading that first line. Thank God. <laughs> oh, I'm so worried. Uh, government government uh, Andrew Cuomo vowed Friday that he would not resign, saying a growing number of politicians calling for him to step down over sexual misconduct allegations are reckless and dangerous and that he wouldn't bow to cancel culture. Hallelujah. Yeah, so, so this is a this is a quick clip of him talking and then we'll, we'll go into we'll go into the next clip uh where he like specifically mentions uh cancel culture. He kind of fucks up when he says cancel culture because I think he's just like forcing it uh because sure. uh people who rely on cancel culture whether for or against are kind of disingenuous grifters in a lot of ways. Uh, which is going to be the the ultimate point of the talk tonight, I think, hopefully. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to this. Step down. Let the review proceed. I'm not going to resign. Then it was my turn to ask a question. Good afternoon, Governor. I was wondering how you think you can effectively lead 
amidst the allegations and the calls for your resignation and these growing investigations? Juliet, I have to get a budget done with the legislature in two weeks. They are doing an investigation, and that's fine, and we'll cooperate with the investigation. We're going to negotiate a budget. In the meantime, I have to do uh, millions of vaccines. He has denied assaulting or harassing anyone and says he has. Um, so obviously he's got to do millions of vaccines. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the next clip, which which has a little bit more on this and, and where he actually brings up cancel culture. Then we'll take your question. With Fundrise, Uh-oh. same kind of real estate <laughs> hey. investments that have powered the world's strongest Guys, portfolios. Just, just for- to let you know, I am one of those fucking rubes uh, that uh, that has YouTube premium, so we can we can use that in the future. Okay, maybe. yeah, maybe we can... Uh, We'll we'll coordinate on that later. Hell yeah. Okay. Cool. Don't make please don't make fun of me. I needed it. <laughs> one of the one of those saps who play for who pay for YouTube. Oh. A big shill for big YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I have said before, and I firmly believe, and my administration is always represented, women have a right to come forward and be heard. And I encourage that fully. But I also want to be clear. There is still a question of the truth. I did not do what has been alleged, period. I won't speculate about people's possible motives, but I can tell you as a former attorney general who's gone through this situation many times, there are often many motivations for making an allegation. And that is why you need to know the facts before you make a decision. There are now two reviews underway. No one wants them to happen more quickly and more thoroughly than I do. Let them do it. I'm not going to argue this issue in the press. That is not how it is done. That is not the way it should be done. Serious allegations should be weighed seriously, right? That's why they are called serious. As I've told New Yorkers many times, there are facts and then there are opinions. And I've always separated the two. When I do briefings, I put out the facts, and then I offer my opinions. But they are two different concepts. Politicians who don't know a single fact, but yet form a conclusion and an opinion, are, in my opinion, reckless and dangerous. The people of New York should not have confidence in a politician who takes a position without knowing any facts or substance. That, my friends, is politics at its worst. Politicians take positions for all sorts of reasons, including political expediency and bowing to pressure. But people know the difference between playing politics, bowing to counsel 
cancel culture and the truth. People know the difference between playing politics, bowing to cancel culture, and the truth. All right, you can go ahead and end it there. Let the... <laughs> um, so... <laughs> When uh, when you when you have seven seven I think it is now uh, separate Jesus. allegations of uh, sexual misconduct on top of the allegation that's more serious in my opinion but is going to get less uh, less news coverage I think which is that he uh, totally hid the amount of deaths that were happening in uh, nursing homes with elderly people um, it turns out that that's all cancel culture right of course <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, and and not just like the consequences of being like a weird scummy douchebag. Um, <laughs> this is almost like the worst example I've heard recently of somebody like calling something cancel culture because usually it's because somebody said retarded or something, right? Or you know they said a, a slur or something. But like <laughs> these are rape allegations, like right. allegations yeah. of a crime. Little little bit different. <laughs> like um, things have always gotten canceled over these things, like. It's not like a weird new thing, right? And and also the 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 cancel culture thing it it implies that something has been done that people are overreacting to. I think, right? <laughs> yeah, just, just so a little rape. In a way, it's kind of like a tacit agreement. It's like, yeah, I fucking touch women. I do it. I do it. You guys are being real weird about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, it's just me and the boys having some fun. But I, I guess it's also one of those phenomena that just happens with, with language where a, a term becomes more and more uh, kind of widely applied as time goes. Uh, so just now whenever anyone disagrees with you uh, on any kind of moral footing, it's going to be cancel culture. I get it. It's cool. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to point out real quick for no reason that uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo is Italian. He is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and go oh, to the uh, really ahead. quickly. Oh, uh, one of uh, one of the listener sent me uh, what looks like a fantastic uh, recipe for her uh, uh, grandparents uh, spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I love Italian cuisine. And uh, and so for, uh, for for some reason, I feel like that's going to be useful to us in the future. Uh, and I'll talk to you about that after. But okay. I have a plan yeah. uh, to use use the Italians' greatest weapon against them. <laughs> Their food? Spaghetti, <laughs> yeah. Spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. All right. Let's uh, keep going. <laughs> so so uh, these, these, uh, these narratives of cancel culture get latched onto by very disingenuous people. And the... Uh, the amount of like gymnastics that that people do in order to uh, to justify or like because you know th- like whatever criticisms you may have about something like the Me Too movement, um, ultimately it's better than it's worse. Like you know what I mean? Like I think Me Too is useful in some ways that you know it's it's giving people a voice to come forward with these allegations. Yeah, I would say that Me Too is better than rape. Yeah, Me Too is better <laughs> yeah. than rape, obviously. I think the exchange is pretty decent there, yeah. Um but, you know, uh what's what's interesting is all of the, uh, you know, all all of the bloviating from from, you know, the the liberal democratic sort of structure about Trump and his accusations right. and how we needed to take them seriously and how you have to believe all women. Yeah. Um one of those people was this guy named Brooklyn Dad Defiant. <laughs> 
who is one of the worst fucking grifters of the <laughs> of the Democratic Party. In case you couldn't go- tell by the name. Yeah. Um and so, you know, his his tweet which uh this this is a this is a picture of his tweet because he deleted this tweet and mm. and we'll see why he deleted this tweet in a second. Uh but his tweet is the only person who could pardon Trump from a conviction in New York is the governor. And he's referring to uh Trump as being prosecuted in New York right now for like tax evasion dumb right. stuff. Uh, probably won't stick because nothing ever sticks with him. Right. Um, and then he, he follows up with kind of makes you wonder about timing. Timing, you say. So his 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 his, his idea here is that all these allegations are coming out about Cuomo and all these calls to make him resign are coming out about him uh, because uh, the governor is uh, the person who would would pardon Trump. Um, yeah, the, it, it couldn't possibly just be the fact that men placed in uh, uh, statuses <laughs> of exorbitant power uh, happen to misuse it uh, to get the things that they want most in life, right? And like ad- pussy. And additionally, um, the the lieutenant governor who would take over for Cuomo is a Democrat. Yeah. So, do we believe that a Democrat would pardon Trump? No, no, of course not. <laughs> well, it depends on the Democrat, so, but no. Yeah, so I, <laughs> Brooklyn Dad underscore Defiant, uh, who who. Uh, takes uh super PAC money from from democratic establishment oh that's uh, cute uh sources and and you know we can cancel him over that or whatever but you know he he sort of alludes to it in his profile um but anyways uh he deleted this tweet and then go ahead and go to the next link and the reason he deleted this tweet is because he takes all of his fucking marching orders from the democratic establishment and so now that you have people like schumer uh, calling for Cuomo to resign, he deletes this old tweet, you know, defending Cuomo, and now is like Cuomo to resign? Question mark. Now, now he's talking about it as as like a viable thing. Um, and then go ahead and mouse over Brooklyn Dad Defiance uh, name up top there. Um, proud Papa, perpetually pissed. Hashtag Blue Wave twenty twenty. Hashtag feminist. Hashtag the resistance. Hashtag BLM. Um, so obviously the, the hashtag in question here is hashtag feminist because, uh, he immediately, yeah. uh, his, his knee jerk reaction was to, uh, discredit the claims of women who, who have been sexually assaulted by Cuomo and, and, and defend Cuomo. And now he's, uh, obviously changed stance on that because he didn't get the proper marching orders from the democratic establishment. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun seeing, um, like the, the more justifiable, a movement or a cause or an idea is the more likely that it'll eventually fragment into a series of extremely irrational groups. Well, like, it gets co-opted by by. Well, I, I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, it, it fragments and then parts of it are co-opted and parts of it aren't because of it's course. just like it's yeah. something that everyone can kind of agree on. Well, not everyone, but like most people can agree, like with some basic basic tenets of feminism, right? Like. I think I'm a feminist. I think that everyone here thinks that they're feminists in different ways. Uh, maybe the same ways. We're probably more or less agreeing on things. Uh, sex workers say they're feminists. Anti-sex workers think they're feminists. Turfs think they're feminists. Fucking uh, just every everyone, everyone fucking thinks that they're something. And just the amount of agreement between all of these fragments, even like after the, like with the fucking third, fourth wave and everything, you you still have... Uh, this this term that means nothing now, uh, just like cancel culture, right? That the more the more broad 
a term becomes and the more everyone can kind of agree on it the less people will agree on it it's just it's exhausting and it's very funny it is very funny it is very yeah. funny <laughs> so so this is uh this is more of a, a liberal democratic uh, sort of uh, view and take on cancel culture. Um, now, now we can go to the, the clown house side of cancel culture, Ooh. which is uh, Tucker Carlson. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man, this, this is Bible ad. <laughs> oh, play oh, the Bible ad. <laughs> um, yeah, just go ahead and oh. play the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Stories. Pre-ordered foxnews.com. Wait, are we actually doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just go through it oh, so okay. we can, so we can get oh, to Tucker okay. Carlson's to be a quote. Woman of faith oh, today. Okay. the women of the Bible speak. Pre-order your copy today at foxnews.com/books. <laughs> so this is uh, Tucker Carlson talking about. Almost go ahead four and pause years it ago quick. on this show, we talked to a former talking about the slippery slope of uh, calling things that are racist racist, and mm. how they they end up uh, into. You know, like popular culture being canceled or whatever. Truly really dangerous. Um, you might need to turn this one up a little bit. I think uh, on on the player it, it's like halfway or something like that. Oh, so it is. Man, yeah. that's a long. That's a long, 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 long. Right. We're not going to listen to all of it. Uh, we're just going to listen to a little bit of it. All right. Go ahead. Because it is hard to listen to Tucker Carlson. It's it's Georgia rare. State Representative called Ladon Jones about Black Lives Matter. Jones is a strong supporter of BLM, so not surprisingly, she was well-practiced in the now highly familiar tactic of denouncing everything she doesn't like as racist, and we knew that going into the interview. What was surprising was to hear LaDawn Jones go after the beloved children's book author, Dr. Seuss. Oh, she called Dr. God Seuss a bigot. Here's the exchange from 2017. I actually had to, once I heard the story, pull out our Dr. Seuss books that are on my children's bookshelf and take a closer look at them so I can see exactly what it was that was the complaint. And as is normal was for it? many what, of us. What, what was it? I mean, actually, I've been obviously speaking tongue-in-cheek because this is, like, literally demented. But since you said that you checked Dr. Seuss for racism, what did you find? Where were the racist parts? So you look at many of the drawings and you have to put it in the context of the times that many of these books were, were written. And you can see that there are some very stereotypical drawings of Asian Americans. Um, Dr. Seuss was known for some very stereotypical blackface drawings prior to the books that most of us are familiar with. Now, at the time, what you just heard seemed incomprehensible. In fact, as we noted, kind of demented. Say what you will about Dr. Demented. Seuss. Maybe you think his drawings are primitive. Maybe some of his dog rule doesn't actually rhyme. Fair. But Dr. Seuss was not a racist. Dr. Seuss was a preachy liberal. He was an evangelist against bigotry. He wrote an entire shelf of books against racism, and not in a subtle way. They were clearly, explicitly against racism. That was the whole point of writing them, to teach children not to be racist. Now, as it happens, today is Dr. Seuss's birthday. Born Ted Geisel in Springfield, Massachusetts, he would be 117 years old were he alive today. And thank God he isn't, because yeah, he would be God. wounded and confused. Yeah. Yeah, people should die. Every year on Dr. Seuss's yeah. birthday, the president, whomever he is at the time, makes a proclamation in support of something called Read Across America Day. That's designed to encourage kids to read books. And every year, the president mentions Dr. Seuss, because, again, it's his birthday. Pause That's for a second. That's the point of it. Go ahead. Pause. But not this year. Not this year, because the contract expired. <laughs> right. Just, I need to point that out. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Joe Biden omitted Dr. Seuss from this year's proclamation. 
Why? Because Dr. Seuss is now considered a racist. So what seemed like total lunacy less than four years ago is now the official position of the White House. Now, the shocking thing about this is not that it happened. Academic revolutionaries have been attacking traditional children's books for decades. A few years ago, some moron at Boston University produced so-called research on Curious George's undercurrent of white dominance. Quote, the series I mean, celebration yeah. of the oppression yeah. of an abducted <laughs> monkey parallels the oppression of black Americans. Have you seen his, his human so friend? On. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally a man in like a colonial hat and shit. Right. Yeah, he does look like an imperial colonizer. Yeah, he's, he's dressed he's up like in six safari five. gear. Um, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Just a little bit longer. I'm sorry. <laughs> You'll be surprised to learn that that girl now works for Bill de Blasio in New York. Of course she does. What's surprising is how calculated all this is. <laughs> now, conservatives will be tempted to chalk up the attacks on Dr. Seuss to the usual cancel culture gone mad. Look how hysterical and stupid the professional left is. They're even calling Dr. Seuss racist. And you've seen people say that on social media today. But it's totally missing the point. Canceling Dr. Seuss isn't stupid, it's intentional. They're banning Dr. Seuss not because he was a racist, but precisely because he wasn't. Go ahead and pause. In real 1961, quick. Dr. Seuss. <clears throat> uh, Dr. Seuss has not uh, not been banned. No. Um, no. Important to point out, um, Dr. Seuss's own uh, uh, own like corporate brand decided to stop uh, issuing certain books. Yeah, and not his most popular ones either. And not his most for popular obvious ones. reasons. And yeah, and, and they're not very popular because they have uh, extremely racist uh, overtones in and them. Because they're just the ones that sucked. Um, yeah, also <laughs> that. Uh, but, but keep going on. I just wrote a story called The Sneetches. Martin Fuck Luther King's sneeches. March on Washington was still two <laughs> years damn, away, sneeches. but Dr. Seuss's story captured its essence. In case you haven't already read it to your kids 50 times and know it by heart, here's the plot. There's a group of furry pear-shaped animals called sneeches who live hot. on what looks like yeah. a faraway planet. <laughs> now, if that sounds weird to you, be aware that Dr. Seuss rarely drew people, probably because he didn't want to elevate one kind of person over any other kind of person. He wasn't a racist. That's not... In any case, there are two groups of sneeches <laughs> in the story, those with star-shaped designs on their stomachs and those without. There's no real difference between the two groups, but the sneeches don't know that. They're convinced that stars are all important. So they spend the entire story jockeying for position based on the relative starness. At various points in the story, stars on the stomach are deemed socially favorable. At others, they're considered a mark of disgrace. And the Sneetches run around frantically trying to keep up with the changing demands of star fashion until they realize in the uplifting final pages of the story that none of it matters. Underneath the stars, they're all the same. They're all Sneetches. Who cares who's got a star? What matters isn't the group you come from. What matters he just he just savages you. He just beats you down until there's nothing left of your mind. I, I think we might believe. end up actually watching all of this, and I'm sorry for that. But dude, but but goddamn, that people who watch his show are fucking adults. Oh. Yeah, and and he's yeah. he's describing a children's book to them like like this is like a like kindergarten level book review sort of right. shit. Like right and. Full-grown adults, please keep in mind, the moral of the story here is that we're all the same, whether or not we have stars. <laughs>
I think I think I just lost it in like the fifth time that I had to listen to Tucker Carlson say sneeches. Sneeches get sneeches get sneeches. Uh, so so we'll we'll round this out. Um, just go ahead and play a little bit more. Even a five-year-old gets the point of the story. Yeah, no shit. At the deepest level, it doesn't matter what we look like because underneath it all, we're all the same. We're all human beings. We're in this together. All that outward appearance stuff is pointless. It just makes people hate each other, and it makes us look ridiculous. Yeah. If there's a more powerful <laughs> statement on the universal brotherhood of man, it's probably not in the children's section of the bookstore. For 60 years, American children have read the Sneetches and books like it. And that's one of the reasons we have the country we have today, in which most Americans, those who don't work at the universities or for the Joe Biden administration, accept Martin Luther King's most famous precept, that what matters is the content of our characters, not the color of our skins. The Sneetches affirm this. The story is a plea for colorblindness. And that's why the forces of wokeness hate it. And Dr. Seuss. When the people in charge cancel Dr. Seuss, what they're really trying to eliminate is a very specific kind of mid-century American culture, a culture that championed meritocracy and colorblindness and the superiority and, uh, of individual we, we achievement. We don't have to do this anymore. Did, did he just say that the show a picture of like, what was that, the 50s? Yes. And say that it was championing, championing a culture of colorblindness? You're goddamn right. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> With those segregated how how many <laughs> how many years before uh, Jim Crow was uh, was repealed? Yeah, uh, what was it 66, 67, yeah. something like that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but uh, so go ahead and click on the uh, the oh, next man. link uh, so we can get a, a view of how uh, Doctor Seuss used to portray human beings. Uh, you'll need to scroll down quite a bit here. Uh, you'll see the first drawing and you'll you'll know it. Ooh, oh yeah, I could see why Tucker Carlson wouldn't, you know, like I'm actually shocked he had the balls to put that lady's clip where she made the claim. Yeah, right. right. And, yeah. and then not, you know, show the image. Uh so so this uh this little caption here reads he did uh he did a series of ads for a company called Flit, which was uh, an insect repellent company. Um and so uh this is uh it's a picture of a shipwrecked. Uh, I think it's Robinson. Yeah, it's Robinson yeah. Crusoe uh, approaching a uh, extremely racist blackface uh, drawing of somebody on an island, and it says, uh, "My name's Crusoe Robinson J. May I have the honor of joining you?" And then uh, the the black person replies, uh, "Not unless you swim back after some flit, Mister." Mister is spelled in like the most racist way possible, like like basically like massa sort of shit. Uh, the flies on this island are fearful. I'm surprised he used uh, R instead of is, honestly. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. God bless. Scroll, scroll down that. just a little bit more. Uh, there's there's more of this. Oh, oh. very <laughs> oh, <my>. good. <laughs> um, I don't even know what the point of this comic is. It's been another one for it's, the, the flit. For I, flit. Very. Well, you, very you know racist what? portrayals of black people cooking up something in a cauldron and then a mosquito comes by and I some guy in a fucking safari outfit pops out of the cauldron and sprays the mosquito with flit. Like honest honestly though, as 
as fucked up as it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is a pretty cool mosquito because it's got like that harpoon. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, That's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Very well-designed mosquito. I think maybe Tucker Carlson looked at this uh, comic and was like, look at these at dr seuss drawing these two cultures <laughs> coming together as equals <laughs> look, and so becoming you, truly colorblind you are what you eat and so clearly <laughs> these cannibals are going to become part of, part of the dominant white culture it's so it's fine. important to note that yeah. uh, dr seuss later recanted a lot of his racism sure um which is and, kind which, of what what they're doing by proxy now, right? Yeah, which is what they're doing by proxy now, and uh, they they haven't banned all of his books. Nobody's banned his books. No. no, nobody even called for the banning of his books. His own brand decided to uh, discontinue a couple of books that had very racist portrayals of people in them. Uh, which not, yeah is what publishers do. Which is what publishers like, do. They they publish some and then they stop publishing others, and some go out of print, and some some yeah. stay in print. I'm I'm honestly very angry that um, Bataille's book on religion is out of print, and I think that's because of cancel culture. <laughs> that must be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bataille's been canceled. Yeah, well, I mean. A <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't, uh, we didn't uh, look into Dave Rubin's take on Thank cancel God. culture. Thank God, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, look at that <laughs> face, that beautiful face. So this is, again, another grown human fucking being. Uh, describing and talking about children's books as if they're very important to his life. Um, Go ahead and play this clip. This is the one, okay? This is scary stuff. This is about individualism. This is about freedom. This is about going to get what's yours. And we, we, you know, that just can't, this is 2021, okay? This isn't, you know, 1941, okay? When you could just go out there and do what you want. In our new woke society, our safe and secure society, we must eliminate books like this. You know, this thing is how many pages here? You've got, uh, oh, it doesn't even have page numbers. It doesn't even have page numbers. So you guys would like that, you wokesters, because I know you guys don't like math. So there's no page what numbers on this mean? thing. Anyway, he gets on a whole adventure and, and figures out that he's got to do it on his own. And whoo! Lordy, lordy. Oh, this geez. is the don't one. Stop okay. like that. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, Dave Rubin still sucks. <laughs> Maybe we should cancel Dave Rubin. I, I don't I mean, know. I, I, think, think, I think we need to keep him around. Medical intervention. I'm just, I'm just really sad because the Rubin sandwich is so good. Oh, yeah. I love well, it so it's, much. It's spelled different, so you it don't is. have to feel bad about it. Yeah, that's Oh, fair. thank God. That's fair. Yeah. Because Rub- Ruben Sandwich is R-U-B-E-E-N. Yeah. Uh, or and... R-E-U. No, is it? Is it? No, no, I think it's... I think it's R-E-U, yeah. Well, it shows what I know. I'm a pig. Oh, uh, yeah, we got the producer here. Yeah, let's here. check. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gosh damn. R-E-U. Okay. Yeah, I used to work at a sandwich shop making a minimum wage. So, uh, Shit, actually below minimum wage. <laughs> So I know. Oh my goddamn sandwiches! It's so good. It's oh god, it's so it's so good. It is a good sandwich. It's so good. Look at good. that fucking cheesy, meaty goodness. Jesus Christ! God, I want to fucking man. I'm making some corned beef right away. Oh god, I want to fuck one. Man, yeah. Well, I mean, who doesn't want to fuck some some hey, sweet speaking, swirly speaking rye? Speaking of things, I want to fuck. Yeah. Uh, can we go What's to next? the uh, sneeches? <laughs> can we go to the Lola Rabbit clip? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> or I guess uh uh. uh 
Uh, so Man, go ahead. That and rabbit scroll, is not sexualized. Scroll enough. up to the the headline real quick. Uh, the latest culture war is over the sexy Space Jam rabbit Lola Bunny and her new toned down design. Um, go down to the article. Uh, so the the latest culture war is about Lola Bunny, the character from the 1996 film Space Jam, starring Michael Jordan. And yes, the conversation is about her being less sexualized in the upcoming sequel, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Uh, so if you go down just a little bit, it's got the uh, the the original way that she was introduced, um, which you know that's a that's a pretty sexy silhouette there, right? Yeah, she's got she got breasts yeah. and everything. She got breasts, size fifteen shoes. Yep, yep. <laughs> big old fucking meat slapping stompers. Um, here here's here's the thing. <laughs> keep going guys. down just a little bit. <laughs> I just uh, I just I don't. I don't uh, care either way. Yeah, me neither. I just, she's a 40-year-old lesbian mom now? Yeah, she's not <laughs> she's not nearly as hot as she used to be. But well, here's here's the thing that concerns me about it is that I was so turned on by her before and now I still have that like that semiotic connection to yeah. her and I'm looking at her and I'm like that looks like a child and it makes me feel really uncomfortable because before I was turned on, and now it's the same character, but it's clearly not an adult, and that's scary, and I it's I want it to go away. So, yeah, ignore my joke. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do think that's what's happening with some people. Well, yeah, and and it's weird because all these all these cancel culture types are always talking about like the slippery slope into like uh, some kind of degeneracy. Yeah, right, right, right. right. What what yeah. level of degeneracy is like being horny for a cartoon rabbit? <laughs> right no, because exactly. i think that's degenerate and i and i'm like um a leftist you know like i think yeah. that's degenerate because you want to fuck a cartoon rabbit well i mean the, the reason they're concerned about degeneracy is is it's it's a projective kind of basic psychoanalytic problem right where it's yeah. just like man i spend all day with a with a, a beer between my legs sitting on the couch and wanting to fuck my daughter's friends and <laughs> uh I don't have a daughter. I'm a, I'm projecting my mind into someone else. This is a boomer in my mind. Um, but and so I I spend my whole life in this weird perverse torpor where I can't do this weird gross thing that I want to do because I have nothing else in my life. And and so if anyone else is engaging in any kind of sexual activity, I find it repulsive and I'm jealous and I'm scared. And so. God damn it! When I'm watching this ch- children's movie with my with my preteen daughter, I need something about it to get me off. And if you start to change that and live your sexuality in some other realm where I'm not able to like enjoy it by proxy, then that's fucked up, and I'm very upset. It's that's absolutely what's happening. No, that's that's yeah, oh yeah, entirely. Yeah, but. Cool. Which it's also weird though, because it was the conservatives before that were trying to get immoral things or whatever they want to call it out of stuff. And right. now they like they're enraged that they cut the tits off of a rabbit. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're, we're to, returning to that is that there's there's a balance, right? Is that is that the I used to make a joke about this when I was like a teenager, and then I realized that it was real. Um but that 
the reason that uh, that conservatives were so resistant to things like gay marriage and legitimization of you know uh, gay culture is because they wanted to feel naughty when they were fucking one another behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And and ultimately, like, it's they want to keep it in this precarious balance where you can't get rid of it altogether because they still have you know hidden kind of repressed urges and they need to project and they need to experience these things so they need to get rid of it to a certain point that it's still there uh but kind of hidden and then they still need to like bitch about it um but now that it's just like totally removed and it's not totally removed because that's still like a sexualized cartoon it still absolutely is it just doesn't have giant tits anymore yeah i mean Um, one thing i would bring up is that uh bedroom eyes (laughs) Like, <laughs> the bedroom eyes, sure, but the uh, the the facial like uh, uh, expression, yeah. yeah, she looks like she's farting. She well, people, <laughs> you know, and yeah, people sexualize farting too. Yeah, there was well, a site I remember when I was growing up that went around a lot that was called CakeFarts dot com. I don't know yeah. if it's still around, but yeah, the Bra- a, the Brazilian cake farts, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was somebody farting on a cakes, hell yeah, and. Uh, I'm sure somebody was jacking off to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, there's there's a very basic, like, physiological response where it's things entering or exiting your body become sexualized, like, immediately uh, inside of, like, well, also, like one the, setting the or another. Well, also, like, the forbiddenness of something. Oh, right? for sure. Like, yeah, like, you, like, you, like I was just yeah, saying, right? Yeah, you're not you're not allowed to like farts. Yeah. Um, so, so, just, so it, like, becomes a, a taboo sort of thing that you want to break. Yeah, and this is something I say in the workshop all the time, but it's... It's this uh, just a, a simple fact that anything that is sufficiently like intimate uh, is something that would be repulsive if you did it with the wrong person, right? And so, no. like people, people end up producing these weird like shit fetishes and like pissing in my tights and stuff because of the fact that it's like the extremization of the fact that like honestly, like putting your tongue down someone else's throat is pretty gross, generally speaking. Uh, but then you do it with the right person and it's great. And so like, there's always this kind of basic revulsion, uh, that's possible in any kind of erotic or intimate act. Um, and so like something like farting and the prohibition there, it is that it's prohibited, but it's also simply just that there's that extremized version of, well, I'm going to do something that would be gross in any other context and I'm going to make it not gross. Have you ever seen that meme that's like, damn, she wasn't lying, that ass can fart? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) That's one of my favorite memes. I've never made one, actually, but I I love them. Probably should. I should. Uh, Let's go ahead and go to the next link. I forget what it is, but I'm sure there was some kind of logical... uh... Mr. Potato Head! Mr. Potato Head. Oh, is that Mr. Potato Head? Is that him? No. um... That's him. No, that's absolutely him. Look at him. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to start this off with uh, does sure. this look like the kind of guy you want to take opinions from? He looks no, like absolutely potato not. Head. All right. So let's go down to the uh, the body of the article. Um, OK, who really has a problem with Mr. Potato Head? Do you know someone? Does your neighbor, maybe your child's teacher? I have some questions. I find it hard to believe that there was a drumbeat beneath the surface calling for the axing of America's favorite spud. Yet here we are in 2021 in the middle of a pandemic and we're collectively worried about a plastic potato. You might think that he's going like, uh, who cares about this right. sort of way? No, no. Welcome to cancel culture, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, let me try that again. Welcome to cancel culture, amorphous genderless readers. 
If you've been following any of the insanity in recent weeks, you might have heard that our mustachioed tuber friend has fallen victim to the pitchfork mob. Apparently, Mr. Potato Head isn't inclusive enough, and for that capital sin, he's lost his, ahem, manhood. I wonder how I Mrs. Potato Head feels about this, but I digress. Can, can, I, can I explode this really quickly? Just, yeah, you can explode sink. this and the person that wrote it. Yeah, just sink this whole f- stupid fucking boat. Is Okay, I hate to inconvenience everyone with this fact, but they're changing the brand name to yep. Potato Head. They're not getting rid of Mr. Potato Head either. They're still going to sell a gendered potato. Who gives a fuck to start with? They're doing this probably because of some like woke thing. I don't give a fuck. But the more important thing for corporate, I'm sure, is the fact that they are they are changing the branding so that they can also more easily produce new potatoes. That's <laughs> new, it. That's the potatoes. fucking thing. And there's always yeah. been like Mrs. Potato Head and yeah, stuff, but they're changing the brand name and they're keeping gendered rhizomes. Who, it doesn't, it's not even, it's, it, is, it isn't a thing. It's not even a thing that people are, are, are overreacting to. It's just actually not a thing. No. Wait, I, so <laughs> is this a, is this the guy who wrote the article? No, yeah. that, that's Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> yeah, well, like, so at first it I is, thought yeah. this was going to go somewhere where, like, this guy is somehow involved with a potato head or something. But who no. does that? Who puts a giant picture of yourself? Uh, yeah, I know. There? Somebody who's very self-important? I don't know. How did Shex he get a Mr. Potato show. Head with a detachable dick in it? Yeah, let's let's take some uh, let's take some <laughs> guesses as to how you pronounce his name. Uh it's it's Steck Schulte. Steck Schulte. Steck Schulte. Steck Schulte. But but Americanized in some stupid fucking way. He's just like, no, 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 no. no. We pronounce it Steck Schulte. Doesn't this mean he's a priest? Archdiocese of Detroit? What the fuck? <laughs> oh. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god is he let's let's look him That's up real why quick his giant face is there <laughs> oh my god this self-important fuck oh. <laughs> that's so good oh yeah back to the back oh, to the room thank you again. so much jesus like, uh, c-a-e-c-h what s-t-e-c-h e-c-h S A S. Oh, it's, uh, it's one of the, oh, the recommended things. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Stuckshulte. Yeah, he's he's a. Uh, there's, there's seven, seven there's seven LinkedIn see. profiles. Editor in chief, Detroit Catholic. Click on that first one. The second one. Or second one. Sorry, sorry. Oh. I'm retarded. Oh man. I'm already canceled. Yeah, I'm getting canceled. Editor in chief at Detroit Catholic. So he, he writes for a Catholic. Uh, publication I, I think imagine imagine uh having gone to university of michigan flint and uh thinking ending up like this yeah it's, yeah <laughs> i mean i know how it happens sad. <laughs> um, oof. super sad but like thinking that this kind of thing is what's important to talk about so uh the the final thing i had lined up for cancel culture is um we're gonna cancel cancel culture <laughs> no <laughs> Uh, the disingenuous way that cancel culture is used to also like actually uh, hurt people. Sure. Um, one of which is uh, our beloved <sighs> Cornell West. Hell yeah. 
uh, a, a very prophetic uh, sort of visionary. Which, by the way, anyone that uh, is watching this on YouTube, uh, the, that pile of books behind him, that's beautiful. Yeah, no, that's, that's just, that's, that, that's that's just so him. Hot. You know, that's just him. Yeah. Um, so uh, he was denied tenure at Harvard um, and fought for it for, for quite some while uh, before going to... Uh, Shit, I'm forgetting. The... It's uh, it's a seminary of yeah, some sort or theological yeah. school. Um, it's a theological seminary. I forget exactly what. Can can I can I also say how fucking insane do you have to be to deny Cornell West tenure? Yeah, of like, all the people that you could deny tenure to, like he's gonna he he brings life to your school. I'm sure. Like, and maybe in some yeah. ways that are inconvenient to you, but right. certainly in ways but, that are but beneficial, as, as just especially like for a, Harvard. A baseline. Right. Just, just as like a baseline of like bringing life to your fucking school, like this, this is one of the most passionate speakers that's ever existed, yeah. and and there's there's merit to that, and not only just merit to to his passion, but also merit to you know like the 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 content that he's talking about. Yeah, he's a fucking he's so there. I mean, there there are certainly some important intellectuals right now but there there tends to be like a pretty big space between like the or like an it, really an inverse correlation between the quality of what you're saying and its kind of density and depth uh and how much of the public spotlight you can get mm-hmm. um and i mean zizek is is maybe the the closest instantiation uh of like a paradox in that regard um versus or, or next to cornell west like cornell west is is like one of the only actual public academics who deserves to be a public academic like Absolutely. he's yeah. he's a fucking titan he's incredible uh and imagine having that kind of balanced person who is good on camera and on stage and good at publicizing himself and and like well spoken and stuff but also as brilliant as he is and saying, nah, we w- we could give you tenure, yeah. <laughs> but nah, <laughs> like fuck you. What and, the fuck is going and on? And so his uh his his thought uh to preface this a little bit is that he is uh, effectively being barred from tenure because he's got unpopular opinions about Israel and the uh, the Israeli occupation of Palestinian lands. And and a really quick response to that uh before we we fire this up, but. That's the fucking purpose of tenure is it, yeah. it, it was, it was brought yeah. about during the like the Cold War so that professors could say unpopular things without the, the government or other bodies pressuring the university to fire them. And that's that's exactly the point that he's been making this entire time. I, I've been following this, even though I haven't been very vocal about it, um, because I think that uh cornell west has better people fighting for him than me um but unlikely (laughs) (laughs) but but this is uh this is important in the discussion of what cancel culture is and how it's used disingenuously by a lot of grifters and then used uh also disingenuous disingenuously by a lot of grifters who are trying to suppress certain uh certain viewpoints um right well, I mean, I, I I would just say, so, sorry to keep on delaying this, but no, no, that's fine. The the there's an easy way to kind of uh, turn this into an equation, right? Of where cancel cancel culture goes bad, and it's when, and may, may, maybe maybe uh, Cuomo was onto something when he misspoke and said uh, council culture, um, <laughs> yeah. but 
when when it be, when it gets picked up by some kind of corporate or capital uh kind of oriented enterprise uh that's when cancel culture gets fucking stupid and awful yep and it's that simple like when money is put behind it and it becomes something that that is just like uh some hr rat uh and then you know the uh, the faculty at a university end up making decisions that's where council council call- see I'm, I'm making a mistake too it's stuck in my head you've done it when when you have a council behind it that's when cancel culture becomes a virulent shitty thing otherwise it's just people telling you you're being an asshole like yeah anyway all right so go ahead and uh let's play a little bit of this precious so that whatever issues we talk about i mean i'm deeply concerned about the israeli occupation and palestinian plight predicament and that's not a popular issue and 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 i think we have to have a serious robust, uninhibited conversation about that issue that's respectful, it's not anti-Jewish, but it's not anti-Palestinian either. So that I'm, I'm concerned about that issue, but I'm concerned about issues across the board. It's got to be intellectual freedom at a Harvard, at a Yale, at a Roxbury Community College, at a University of Chicago, at a Howard or a Spelman, anywhere. Well, you say you're concerned about that issue. Are you concerned that potentially your support for the Palestinian cause may have cost you tenure? I, I wonder. I wonder about that. I know. I know. There's other cases recently at Harvard where there's been very high quality scholars. In fact, there was a Jewish uh, Israeli woman, one of the finest scholars, who was very critical of the Israeli occupation. She also was denied a tenure position. So that I, 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 I hope that there's not a, a pattern setting in that uh, we can't have a serious discussion of this issue. And as you know, it's very delicate because as soon as you raise the issue, you're accused of being anti-Semite, anti-Jewish, and so forth. And uh, and for me, I, I'm, I'm fundamentally committed to Jewish humanity and, and I fight against uh, uh, any kind of anti-Jewish hatred. But I am just as committed to Palestinian humanity as I am, am to Jewish humanity. You talked just now about a few things that are worth fighting for for you. Why was this not worth fighting for? It's because it, it was too late. The public outcry has been magnificent among students and among fellow citizens and people all around the world. Harvard was starting to shift. But you see, I don't believe that respect can be coerced. I don't believe that respect can be uh, forced. So it was too late, and I wanted to go back to the great Union Theological Seminary. I wanted to go back to the place where I can stretch out the legacy of James Cone and James Washington and James Forbes and Rhino Niebuhr and Paul Tillich and Beverly Harrison and Randy, Robert Handy. Those, that's that's very much where my heart, mind, and soul really is. And so uh, I'm blessed now. to return there in the great Don Shriver. What a fucking graceful person. That makes me almost <laughs> angry. Yeah, I love it. No, I yeah. agree. No, that's that's why I wanted to bring this up. Uh, so let's go ahead and go to the uh, the very last link. Um, mm, no, nope, not, not that one. That one. Yeah. Uh, so oh, so Michael Che made this made this pretty funny joke. Um, the uh, oh shit. What 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 segment does he have on SNL? I don't. I don't watch it. Yeah, um, I don't really watch SNL either. It's, uh, it's the same one that uh, that. Uh, uh, new, news. New, news plus. No, whatever. <laughs> the, the last last week uh, forever. It's like last week tonight, but but better. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so so Michael Che made this joke. Uh, let's go ahead and play it. 
Israel is reporting that they vaccinated half of their population. And I'm going to guess it's the Jewish half. <laughs> <laughs> Israel is reporting that they vaccinated right, half of that. their population. And I'm going to guess... Um, I sent you a new fired. link uh, in the Discord, John. Um, if you can oh. pull that up. The, the second link that you have there is not good. Um, okay. I found possibly the most... Uh, oh, why does it keep going to this? Um, well, probably a conspiracy of certain certain people. Um, Look up Debbie Schlussel. What if, uh, oh, okay, here we go. There we go, yeah. Did Did yeah. you hear my joke? Yeah. That is a conspiracy of certain people. It is a conspiracy are, of certain people. You know, you know, um, you know which You're going to have to look up uh, her about. name plus SNL plus anti-Semitism. But anyway. Do, do, do you know which people I'm talking about? Yeah, I know which people. Which, which people do you think I'm talking about? It's the Jews. It's the Italians, sir. Oh, it's the, it's the Italians. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, sorry. I almost went to Brandeis. I'm not an anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed. Ooh, man, I want to see Debbie Schlussel, the Howard Stern. That sounds uh, very funny to me. Well, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about... Uh... Oh. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Oh, no. oh what fuck. Have you done? Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Oh, you went back to the oh, same Oh, God. Thing. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Go back to the Google search. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, the Google it's search. Okay. okay. Um, huh. So while while we're looking while You're going to have to put SNL in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Important part. Are you looking for a video? No, I'm looking for for a Twitter link. Twitter. A uh, third one down. Maybe. Yeah. So, uh, anti-Semitic SNL's Michael Chase said Israel vaccinated half its population, and I'm gonna guess it's the Jewish half. Um, fact check: Israel vaccinated 43% of Arab population, but has trouble convincing them to be vaccinated. Uh, this is uh, this is false, by the way. Is uh, she talking about Arab Jews? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Does she yes. not know that there are Arab Jews? No, because uh, no, everyone is in their neat category, but we're colorblind <laughs> also. Uh, All the Jews are white. <laughs> Or whatever, <laughs> or, or whatever. <laughs> also, the first the first reply is pretty good. It's just uh, it's called humor, but spelled yeah. in a in a fancy way because they're Canadian. Humor, humor, humor. <laughs> um, proud, proud American, proud Jew. So she gets it. She's she knows that oh, all yeah, Jews no, she's, are she's are blonde haired like, ladies yeah. like her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Terrorism oh, man, expert. Just... Holy shit. Everybody's a terrorism Wait, expert now. Man, imagine that. I've actually thought about just like writing a couple uh, articles about terrorism and then calling myself one of those because it seems so easy. Yeah, that's fair. You know, just just I'm a terrorism I, expert. I, I like said to, uh... that like some people bomb people. Some people are sad and angry. John, but... I've, I've put a new link in the uh, the discord. Bitch, it's Debbie. I just, I just hmm. want everybody to oh. see how much of like a black hole of uh, charisma this this person is. I'm not not surprised somehow. Which makes me want to watch that Howard Stern uh, one more now. Oh god. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Trying to find because I, I've been doing more and more of these uh, where you know you you have a video of yourself and you try to find one frame of it where you don't look like a piece of shit and yeah. it's actually very difficult sure. but both of these images of her if you want to scroll up slightly so we can see them both both of those are yeah. extremely unfortunate 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's I don't think she's trying. I hope she's no, not she's trying. not. She's uh she's she's another another grifter sort. Ah yes. Um, go ahead, go ahead and watch that second link real quick. Also, I don't get this fucking royal oh, couple oh, oh, stuff. Oh no, never mind. That's the whole video. Oh yeah, that's only an hour Ooh. long. Let's just. <laughs> Ooh yeah, see if that top one's a video. It's not, is it? No, it's just a, it's a print friendly. Oh. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta figure out these uh these these uh dude yeah and Twitter just... links. Twitter is such a fucking garbage. Like, well, e- e- even even worse is this uh, just a series of uh, of like fund me kind of buttons all over the 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 margins of her page. Donate, find me here. There we go. I I think this will be a better link. I also oh, yeah. think it's uh it's funny how all these like no filter, unfiltered, I don't have any reservations sort of sort of uh sort of talk shows that popped up yeah um go ahead go ahead and turn it turn it on and play it next time on no filter with debbie on back joe biden has lost his mind you knew that but we've got video to show how bad it's getting and also the north dakota supreme court case i think will affect everybody this is so important and i will tell you what it is and why you should care that and more next time on No Filter with Debbie on Beck. Why do these people talk with half their face? I don't know, man. Probably a stroke or something. <laughs> Debbie says what you were thinking. Yeah, why, why did we watch that? <laughs> oh, no, I just I just wanted to show how oh, much of, like, oh, a black hole just, charisma Yeah, no, she is, fair, yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah just Sorry, like, the, the, the purpose of it just dribbled out of my head while I was watching that. <laughs> Um, yeah, but no, also like, like the the no filtered unfiltered uh sort of like edge lord sort of shit that's come out um se cup on on cnn her, her show is called gross. unfiltered i think you you mean i see cup i see cup yeah. i i well no i no it's i see you cup i'm sure i, I I'm just sure. think it, i sure. just think it's funny how all these like these these shows and and like I don't know, podcasts or whatever are coming out that are just like, we don't have a fucking filter, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, that's always it's... kind of been a thing with like the conservative talk radio stuff is just like raw with yeah. Dick Dickerson or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. And I just, I just like this new iteration of it where it's just yeah. where it's like, I don't even fucking regulate myself, bro. When I think of a slur, I just say it out loud. <laughs> so what tranquilizers do you think she takes i don't know man but she looks dead inside yeah right? yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like the hairs on the back of my neck stood up when she started talking so <laughs> right what, like, I mean, look at those to, dead like, eyes children man. and small animals you know <laughs> yeah and, and you know this is uh uh i've i've watched a couple of her videos now because she's become like a, a pet sort of follow of mine nice and uh yeah she's uh she's got nothing dude she's just like that that dead expression and those those like uh, regurgitated talking points is all she has. Uh, Seems right. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's the end of my cancel cancel culture uh, uh, segment, I guess. That's uh, pretty fun. That's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, we we wanted to talk about a couple additional things, right? And I only remember one of them. Um, What's the one you remember? The NFTs. Oh yeah, and what, a, what a weird fucking thing that is, but also how expected it is. Um, yeah. But 
essentially what an NFT is, it's a it's a non-fungible token. Uh, aren't words that make sense to me anyway. Which which what that means is that it's a it's essentially a uh, it's a non-interchangeable um, like a uh, like proof of purchase almost. Right. It's it represents some piece of art that you ended up purchasing. Uh, yeah, NFTs are used to commodify digital items such as digital art, video games, items, or music. Average NFT transaction produces around 200 kilograms of carbon emissions because it's all working off of blockchain, of which is why it's uh, secure, but also uh, it requires a shit ton of computers all running at once, um, which is pretty cool. Um, but I, I, I guess I don't have a whole lot to, to say about it except for just the fact that it's bizarre and it's kind of gross and the art world is itself like a giant evil black hole. Yeah. Um, and... Um, yeah, it's just kind of continues to expose itself in its in its creepy excess in like finding ways to concretize itself even in abstract forms so that like even the the, the freest of its like representations and and affects are are all commodified as well. Um it's it's gross, it's scary. Um and it's literally like they found a way to to make like uh someone's well, it's 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 not even it's they 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 even did this with like a a, a Banksy right where they had this Banksy that got burnt. I, was, I think I was, for yeah, I was, this purpose. I was about to bring that up, yeah. right? Uh, and the NFT just represents that piece of art that no longer exists. Yeah, and so it it is itself that piece of art in a bizarre, creepy kind of way. Um, are, are people buying it? Yeah, yeah. yeah somebody bought it for like for six million or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then they can, as they say, I mean, NFT, you know, they say that it's non-fungible, but it's still ultimately something that can be transacted. Like you sell it right. for more crypto. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it really is just, um, the development of a new kind of stock market for art and it's awful. I mean, art was already that way. Art was already kind yeah. of a physical stock market, but of at least course. it was physical. Uh, and at least in order to make an exchange, you didn't have to pump the atmosphere full of uh, shit ton of carbon. But yeah, yeah, yeah pretty cool. I think the highest paid artist while they're alive was probably only because uh, I like this artist, but it's also probably because he was uh, Sigmund Freud's grandson. Oh, really? Yeah, Lucian Freud. Uh, oh, I didn't know. Is... Interesting. Go on. Yeah, uh, Lucian Freud was actually is a famous artist uh, i knew that but, uh, i didn't know he, he made that much money that's yeah well it was he made the majority of his money off his last three paintings really yeah well his last three major sales he had like a bunch of other paintings that not, nobody really wanted to buy uh because he was like kind of retired i guess i don't know right but he like i think he ended up making like 130 million off of his uh three giant paintings of his uh uh, PR lady. <laughs> God damn it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, everybody who talked to Lucian Freud, he convinced them to get naked so that he could paint them. Of course. Until That's... until they hated themselves. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like when you, like one of my French girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was thinking about the Dora uh, case by Freud a lot recently. Actually, you guys know about that one like dora the explorer well i wanted to make that meme but it just feels too fucked up uh but no dora was the was like the case name for uh for this this lady ida 
uh, but she was sexually assaulted when she was a child. Oh. Um, and uh, by this this like Hair K, which was another like case name, uh, who who lived with her and her family, and she had these these hysterical breaks where she stopped being able to speak, and then she had like other like hysterical symptoms. And based on a couple dreams that uh, she had, uh, Freud essentially ended up uh, determining after like less than eleven weeks that uh, well. What what you're actually afraid of here isn't Frau K and the assault. You're afraid of yourself because you're afraid that you actually wanted it. Oh, buddy. And then, <laughs> and then she um she responded poorly to that uh, surprise. Uh, yeah, and, weird, weird uh, how that worked. Yeah, and then uh, they they ended up breaking this whole thing off. Uh, yeah, he's he's highlighting what what's that here. Uh, you're even more afraid of yourself, of the temptation to yield to him. Yeah, exactly. Increasingly alienated her. Um, yeah, yeah. Herke uh, repeatedly propositioned Ida as early as when she was 14 years old. Uh, ultimately, Freud sees Ida as a repressing a desire for her father. Yeah, he, he ends up essentially saying towards the end that it's, it's not because of the fact that he insulted her or anything that she ended up... Uh, breaking off ties and stopping the therapy but because the fact that she was she was projecting a relationship uh with one of these men onto freud uh <laughs> and so he's just like well it's because of this i don't think i can this. grimace enough for this yeah it's it's real nasty i mean <laughs> what what's what sucks more is that as you end up reading through the actual case study it you can actually see his reasoning and it makes more sense in like a bizarre psychoanalytic way but then it's still just like dude you at the very least, your bedside manner was just the worst it possibly could be. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not the thing to bring up. Yeah. Uh, no, you're scared of yourself because you you might have wanted it. It's like, no, don't tell her that. <laughs> don't, don't tell uh, don't tell Andrew Cuomo about that either. Yeah. Oh, Lord, no. Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But um, since we're talking about the yeah. Freuds. No, good. Uh, probably a great place to end. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We love you. Um. Let's uh, let's talk about upcoming things that we have. Um, There's nothing left, man. There's nothing left. Okay, um, I think you and I agreed that we need to do a uh, a riff tracks on yeah. on uh, Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton. We also have to do the Sonic movie. Yeah, so we can do the Sonic up. movie and we can do Hamilton. Uh, so we we have to we have to schedule some time for that. Yeah. Um, Hamilton um, is obviously the best, uh, the best uh, thing ever made. Yeah, the best thing ever made. <laughs> yeah, uh, in no way problematic or stupid, and no. or maybe like the dumbest Impossible. fucking thing ever made. Um, and and the Sonic movie uh, from from a, an accelerationist standpoint, I of think course. Is what we had. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also, I'm going to be joining you on I think your next one of these. Um, yeah, the uh, deconversion. De- yeah, thanks. Religious deconstruction uh, podcast that right. I'm doing. So we're we're, we're going to talk about uh, a, a a fun a fun variant of the the stuff you've been talking about, which is that I grew up with more of this kind of hippie fascism stuff around me. Uh, so we'll be able to do a dive into into that, which certainly applies to certain uh, contemporary political uh, alliances. Yep, and then you you have your workshop going on. You have yep. a new uh, a new module, which is Revolt. It is Revolt. We've started on that. Uh, the hey. first lecture is out. We do the first one, the first actual seminar of it tomorrow. We got a bunch of people from uh, from Iran that are going to be meeting with us. 
to talk about the Iranian Revolution. At least one person from Iran proper. Uh, the rest of them, I think, it, uh, have like uh, uh, parents uh, uh, coming from there. So okay. hopefully they'll be able to talk to us uh, pretty substantially about the real politics there, because I think I've said most of what I can say from a theoretical standpoint. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I'll get to sit back and, and, and listen the, more. The, uh, tomorrow. the Foucault piece that we read about yeah, that it, was, was very good. Is it useless to revolt by Foucault? It's very short for everyone that's interested. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's a lot about like, uh, how we should have continual, uh, struggle against, uh, yeah, well, it, n not even that we should, even though he does kind of say that we should, because he, he thinks like it's, he, he, he certainly seems to feel that it's a good thing, but, but, but almost more that it's going to happen. Yeah, just just right. no matter what, it's going to occur, <laughs> right. uh, and that's just like a part of of our our existence as people. Um, also, if if you guys don't like reading, which some people don't like to do, and I won't say anything about that, um, but um, if you go on to my uh, my Instagram page, Dank Deleuze or Deleuze, uh, and you uh, you hop over to the uh, uh, the 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 part that has all the lives and the videos and stuff, the most recent one, it's only about 13 minutes, is me just reading it aloud to you. Yep. So, oh, yeah. Um, in the uh, the Benzo Rehab Dungeons future, um, I've almost got the, uh, the, the video for uh, Orwell's social media and nice. uh, free speech, uh, like, written out. Um, I was planning on on writing a bunch of it last night, but I I got so like fucked up all the vaccine that like I couldn't do anything. Yeah, just taking <laughs> shots after shots. After <laughs> shots. <laughs> no, I I didn't even drink that much. I had I had like two beers and then I had to like stop myself because I was like, yo, I feel like shit. I can't do this anymore. Alas. So, uh, John, thank you for joining us. Uh, yes, sure. thank you, John. Dinko, yeah. thanks for being here, sir. We will we will see you all at a later day. Uh, please take your medicine. Take mine too. We love you. <laughs>